Welcome to Bygone Geek. Loading another awesome episode in 3, 2, 1, launch. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Are you telling me you built a time machine? There's something very important I forgot to tell you. Come with me if you want to learn. Alright, Bygone Geeks. There's been something really fishy. There's some funny business going on lately. I don't know if y'all heard, but there was like a some sort of UFO spotted over South Carolina. But then the government comes out and says it's just a Chinese weather balloon. You know, I kind of smell a little bit of a cover-up here. Oh, wait a second. Somebody's knocking at my door. Hey, one second, I'll be right there. Hey, what's that cool flashy thing you got? I make this look good. We make the podcast world look good. <laughs> Wait, this is the audio medium. <laughs> For the YouTube folks, we make it yeah. look good. <laughs> and here we are doing Men in Black. And I'm like, dude, we're totally right. Like, Will Smith... And I, I will not get slapped for this. He <laughs> is the epitome of cool. Oh, uh, I mean, rewatching this movie, uh, it just it brought me back to so many good memories and a memory I got wrong, which I'm going to talk about. But I mean, I can't say this enough. I'm going to say it a lot. Will Smith, I mean, he's the man. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, I feel like it's just, you know, you've seen what happens to people like Chris Rock when you don't say things like that. So maybe you're just a little scared. No, I agree. Uh, Will <laughs> Will Smith is like he, that was in the era of, um, I actually saw a thing online that I didn't know he was coined this. He was like the, called the King of the Fourth, that for several years running, including Independence Day, which was released on the 4th of July, um, apparently 4th of July weekend also, Men in Black was released. Uh, and then I think later on, maybe like Hitch and a couple other movies, that was like the prime summer weekend to release movies. And it just so happened that like for four movies in the 1990s, he was released and became the top box office movie for 4th of July weekend. So he became became the king of the fourth. Um, That's and, and well deserved. That's oh, awesome. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we talk about action movies and we've referenced like when Schwarzenegger's the name at the top yeah. of the uh, the box, right? Mm -hmm. Same, but it's it's always, to me, it's always been Will Smith. You see mm -hmm. both. But, I mean, he is the headliner. He is the blockbuster. Um, of course, we grew up with him. And we'll probably do an episode on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But, I mean, oh, yeah. when he became, and still in my eyes, and probably to a lot of people, like, still is a, one of the action stars mm -hmm. um but, but in our childhood he was definitely a, a mainstay action star you know the movies Rom -coms, you just like i feel like he he had he a did, mix yeah. yeah you're right he was kind of all over the place but like and he made it look good i mean <laughs> he, he he was awesome yeah i i have such um just great memories when eric and i talk about doing you know our episodes and with kind of the current situation going on in you know, 2023 of suspected chinese balloons and ufos that's and all what they that. say that's what they say, <laughs> what they say. um <laughs> I hope it's a weather balloon because uh, the weather the weathermen are usually wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, old man, uh, okay, boomer joke. <laughs> but we, we were like, we should do something like uh, extraterrestrial, you know, out there kind of this. And, and Men in Black, I mean, this was a movie that we watched 
I always say, okay, I am kind of, I say this a lot, but we did watch it a ton. It was fun, wholesome, kind of scary at times. Oh my God. I mean, Edgar, we'll we'll probably do a whole episode on Edgar. Seriously. If we we could go back to our most, our villains episode, I think I would too. I think people, for people who don't realize, it's just like Vincent D'Onofrio is such a phenomenal actor and his range of like, I mean, what he played Kingpin in the like he'd so be to a see villain him, in that too for me on that. Oh episode. yeah, he's but insane. like to see the range of things that he's done, and he's yeah. so like in my mind, I thought the director probably came to him and said, "Okay, hear me out. You're a two-story cockroach that's crammed into a six-foot human body. Can you do it?" And he's like, "Hold my sugar water. Yes, I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was he was he was terrifying. He did not come across as like a real human. He was so like I read something that he actually wore like knee braces that he lo- like jam- like he actually locked the hinges shut like old school St- Stone Cold Steve Austin style knee braces. Oh man! That so that's that's why his legs were so stiff. That's why he walked the way he did. And the makeup just like it did look like what's what's his wife say? Edgar, your skin's hanging off your bones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it did. It looked like it was just like. It didn't fit over top of this body. Like, it was so good. Like, I yeah. agree with you a thousand percent. That's really impressive that he did stuff to, like, make those contortions and his legs and his arms and his neck move that yeah. way. You know, I, I always joke, like, after a CrossFit workout, I move like that as he's walking <laughs> down the street and his neck's to one yeah. side and his legs are all... It's like, yeah, that's, that's like that. But, like, he has such... And just like Will Smith and, and, and Tommy Lee Jones, like, their character... Their, their history of acting yeah from men in black to where they are now i mean we just uh, there's it's insane how far or how well they've like continued to just stay relevant i guess yeah because you know he was in jurassic vincent uh was in jurassic park well jurassic world yeah you know he's kingpin i mean it's just insane when you see him he in men original- in black the original Thor in uh, Adventures That's of Babysitting. Right. Adventure <laughs> Babysitting, which will definitely, I know everyone's been waiting. That will be an episode for I'm sure. So, it's so funny. I feel like it, it's so many people make reference to it. It's like, oh, you and David know each other so well. But we have moments like this where I'm just like, I get so excited when you make a reference to a movie that I'm like, thank, oh, he's watched that too. And oh, it's yeah. just like, I immediately make a note. It's like, next Shoe? episode. <laughs> oh, I mean, and then like, uh, she's getting don't ready. mess with the babysitter. That's <laughs> like, right. It's so good. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely do an episode on that. But like, you know, with Men in Black, we're going to talk about a lot, but I did say how I watched that a lot and I, I was talking to my wife scout about it and she was like, Oh my gosh, I have this memory. And she says, I remember we had a drawer of VHSs. Of course that's, I mean, that's, that's when this time was, it felt like we had 10 though. It was probably more than that. So she's saying she had like a drawer of just 10 VHSs. It was uh, remember the feeling of opening the drawer and trying to figure out what to watch. I mean, rewatch because we only had 10 movies. <laughs> Men in Black was absolutely one of those 10 movies. And we watched it many, many times. Now, I've heard this story and I've heard this story because she grew up with, you know, her brother who was older. And Eric, I think you and Eric, I think you and I <laughs> both have these memories, too, of like movie night. Mm-hmm. Okay, your sister got to pick last week. It's your turn. Or hey, right. you, you, we always hated this one. You got to pick last time. It's your sister's turn. <laughs> no! uh, like so, this is kind of where I remember her talking about this. It's like, well, your brother's turn. I always have this. 
it's like she always tells it the way of the, like I feel like it was always her brother's pick. <laughs> but um sad for her. <laughs> sad for her. But you know, I whoever's picking Men in Black, I don't think you can go wrong. No. Uh but it is one of those memories of like how I talked about has this wholesome, it's an adventure, it's fun. It's one of those you can throw on and watch it with your parents, watch it with your brother, whatever. It, it, and I love that she has that of like this is one of the few we had. And we always got to watch it because it does feel like one of those. It you know, does. did you have memories of that? Was this a rush to Bullseye when it came out? Was your family a, a Will Smith fan? I mean, even, I mean, this was, maybe I'm wrong here, but this was like, you know, before he was the king of the fourth and became Will Smith. I mean, I don't think he was like big into acting and the movie roles like this and a big blockbuster. Maybe I'm wrong, I but I don't remember rushing to Will, like my mom being like, we got to see this Will Smith movie. Yeah, I can't remember if um, Inde Independence Day, <coughs> sorry folks, old man sinus infection still lingering. Um, he's an the, alien. <laughs> it's um, That's the, why he's uh, lived this long. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, no, I can't remember if uh, uh, Independence Day was before this or not. I feel like it was really close to this. I have ha whether it was just before it or just after it, but I do feel like this movie and Independence Day is what made everybody go, oh, that Fresh Prince guy is, like, really good. And then he yeah. became Will Smith. Like, I, I feel like it, that's what's super impressive also about Will Smith. Let's continue to butter him up so he doesn't, you know, get angry with us. Um, but, like, honestly... He'll slap that cold right out of you. <laughs> he will. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe I should. Um, but the... Um, I do feel like it's, it shows his acting ability and at that time it's like no offense to like mario lopez as ac slater and you know mark paul gosler as um as zach but they will always be those guys yeah. and they never got to escape it yeah. but at the same era of television you had will smith as cemented as the fresh prince of bel-air yeah and somehow in the same era he escaped it and becomes a Grammy-winning rapper and becomes a, now an Oscar-level, like, mainstream A-list Hollywood celebrity. Oh, like, I thought you were going to say rapper to slapper, but okay. <laughs> oh, dear. How did I hear anybody make that reference <laughs> in the I'll try not year. to get slapped, man. I will not besperse this man's name. You keep, <laughs> you keep my name out of your podcast mouth. <laughs> I do feel like the this movie would be a whole lot different if if any the second any witness sees an alien, he's like, you keep the aliens' names out your mouth. He's just instead of neuralizing him, he just smacks him. Anytime he gets physical in a movie now, though, that is my Leonardo point moment. I'm like, oh, he hit him. See, he's been waiting for years. It's, he's always had it in him. The violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think that that's, I don't know. It's impressive to see his his uh, ability at that time to like fully just rocket jettison out of the Fresh Prince into full mm -hmm. A-list celebrity, King of the Fourth sort of mentality and just keeps going up and up and up decade after decade after decade and having hits every single time. And I feel like he wavered a little bit in the past like five years or so. Sure. And, you know, there's, 
I think it's once he did that movie After Earth with his son that I was yeah. just like, that wasn't great. And yeah. but then that's once, all Jaden Smith's fault, of course. <laughs> he, <laughs> he ruined, ruined the Karate Kid. kid. Yeah. <laughs> See, we yeah. do. You, you put Jackie Chan in a movie as a Mr. Miyagi role, and you messed that up. Like it's clearly Jaden's fault. <laughs> I love that we are so on point with Adventures of Babysitting, and then we jinx each other with he ruined the Karate Kid. Yeah. Sorry, Jaden, if you're listening, but yeah. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then he did Gemini Man. There, there are some movies that I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. But then he comes with, um, you know, uh, the movie with the tennis, you know, the the the, the Venus uh, and Serena Williams story. And yeah. I mean, we talk about his dramatic skills in The Fresh Prince, and then you get it in that movie. And then he's uh, other movies he's done dr- dramatic. Where you know, one movie that can, two movies actually. I, 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 um, I Robot. And I am legend, mm-hmm. where he really mixed the the action and the drama. Yeah, I mean, he he was like, let me just. Now I don't want this to come off as like a slight, but like when I, I say this, like he's like, let me just be me, is what I feel like he tells them. Like, let me be Will mm-hmm. Smith. Now, again, though, he's that's not a a one role. He's right. diverse in his skills and abilities. It's good you which explain is what that. I, I can hear the slap winding up. There. I know he's ready. <laughs> it's ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know but then with the men in black i think it's solely like action fun yeah humor style i had this thought of our youtube kind of blending kind of our my multiverse again in the movie obviously they have a great batman esque even the music sounded like batman forever yeah. or batman and robin that that i was like did schumacher st- who i told eric before this i'm like when we watch this these movies back i'm like who stole what from who yeah. you know but the music sounded a lot like batman but they're getting ready of course they're mm-hmm. putting their suit on and then of course they finish with those glasses the sunglasses right i thought of eric and i doing that but like Instead, it's Father of the Bride style, where we're like, "Look, it still fits," and then of course it breaks in the back, right? Yeah. Like our, I was like, I almost texted Eric, like, "Are you trying to find a Men in Black suit?" <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not gonna fit. Yeah, so. So I, I was realizing the same thing that I have a, my own, my only old man transition is just like I all of a sudden, you know, the go to pull up the neuralizer and I take my snap-on sunglasses. <laughs> yes, and then do it. You know that it's like, oh, I'm super cool that I have snap-on sunglasses. <laughs> the movie for us is is for are we millennials? I get, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. It's I not... heard people make reference because I'm about to be 38 that there's a term called geriatric millennials, and oh. I'm pretty sure Gen Z came up with that, and they can just go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, with your no risk uh, glasses you just shared, it's like, don't worry, don't... you're not going to break anything. Ever. You just, they just actually spit on. It's almost like Velcro shoes, but for your classes. <laughs> Ours would be called men in hoodie, I think, because <laughs> we're not, so we're not throwing on it. I wore my suits back when I was five. I'm not yeah. wearing those suits again. It's men in hoodie and maybe pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. It's just like the only time a blazer comes out is, is like somebody's married or somebody's dead. <laughs> like that's the only two times. <laughs> And in our case, it's us dead. <laughs> uh, and can we give some love here too, especially since we're talking about old man stuff? Tommy Lee Jones, man, he is. Uh, I'll tell you what, I got sold on him when I was a kid. Uh, I think the first movie I actually saw of his is he was the villain in a, a Steven Seagal movie called Under Siege, mm. and. 
uh, he literally hijacks a uh, battleship, like a Navy, like aircraft carrier battleship. And uh, of course, it's like typical 90s fashion. You have uh, Steven Seagal is the chef of this battleship, but he's also this crazy, you know, uh, Aikido ec- expert. And he's the only person left on the ship to like <laughs> prevent nuclear war and all this other types of stuff. And uh, it is the cheesiest movie, but it is so good. And Tommy Lee Jones, as one of his like first kind of big A-list roles, is the villain in it. And he mm. was so cool and so good. Um, and I really enjoyed it a lot. And then I feel like I watched, what was, uh, was it called The Fugitive with him and Harrison Ford? Um, where it's just like, I think that was also a 90s movie. Yeah. Where that was about uh, Harrison Ford getting framed for a crime. And I think... Um, Tommy Lee Jones was like a U.S. Marshal that was hunting him down the whole movie. I loved him in that. And he just, he's so good. Sorry, Mr. Jones, but like you are good at channeling your grumpiness. Like he, he's, he's got that He's very two-faced. Thing. Yes, he is. <laughs> <Zing>! <laughs> but uh, no, he's great in everything that I feel like he does. Um I think to this day, one of the top movies of his for me. Did you ever see Space Cowboys when it came out in like no, the late 90s, I heard early 2000s? Yeah. It is a very charming, fun movie with him and Clint Eastwood. Um, and uh, they're old astronauts that like have to like go back into space again. Um, it's really good. Like he's just, I don't know, he makes a lot of really good stuff. So to see him alongside somebody like Will Smith at his pinnacle of coolness and he carries himself so well. And I feel like you at times have a level of a relationship that's like Riggs and Murtaugh, Uh you know, that like the buddy cop sort of feel, Um, but with such a giant age gap was so cool to me. Like that's, that's really rare when you think about it. Like we were, we were used to, if you saw an age gap, it was more like, Miyagi to Danielson, like that. It's like he got a grandpa who no, still knows, you know, kung fu and karate to a teenager. This was interesting to see a guy who's a cool young adult with an older retiring dude and like this mentorship that you you don't know everything and all the I don't know all the zingers and the one liners. Like I just love their chemistry on screen. I that's the that's what I was waiting for the chemistry um, because. It's it's brilliant. And I think as a kid, I mean, he was like the old man retiring dude and Will Smith was the guy. Now as I rewatch it, I'm like, I can totally relate to, to Kay. You know? Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> well, like, he has a line at the beginning of this movie that didn't get it as a kid, but now as an adult, I, I'm going to use more often that like the young police officer calls him sir. And he goes, don't sir me, young man. You have no idea who you're dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm at the grocery store and that... You know, 18-year-old kid backing my groceries calls me, sir, I'm going to pull that one out. <laughs> you have no yeah. idea who you're dealing with. And I think we get lost in the Will Smith coolness, but I mean, he is, okay, that line you just said, and and he, he's got his own coolness. Like, you just watch his movements and the way he is so smooth with, but like stern, but John Wayne-ish almost, but so yeah. cool and like mm-hmm. commanding. And uh, I thought, I just thought they really played uh, well off each other. Now, when I think of, again, I really solely focused on Will Smith. I have to talk about my mistake. Mm. And I now realize 
it's a terrible mistake. So I, I, we talked, we've talked about like nineties fashion and things like that. And things that really stuck with me when I was younger, I had that memory of Will Smith just famously chasing down mm. that alien. Right. And that's kind of what Ta- Kay saw in him. Like, right. Oh, he could run him down. Like, you know, we need to recruit this dude. I always thought he ran him down in the, um, the Highland uh, boots. You know mm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so I told my mom, if he can do that, I can do that. I can mm-hmm. sprint in those. And I, you know, I ran track and all that. Well, I rewatched it and he's in tennis shoes. <laughs> I wonder why I couldn't run in those Timberland <laughs> Highland boots or whatever, right? But yeah. then it was later when he goes and does his recruitment training, which oh. I do think is one of the best and funniest like training, you know how movies always have a training for oh, yeah. you know if it's yeah. a cop movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think his is hilarious. I oh, yeah. I, I want to dissect those two scenes because they're just absolutely brilliant. Will Smith does such a great job, but like that's when he's wearing those boots, and I felt a. I did my Leonardo DiCaprio, but I was also like, oh, that's why I could not run in those. <laughs> but the that those scenes of him. Um, chasing that alien and jumping off onto the, the 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 triple bus or whatever and just running running him down it was so cool it was i i thought like it set the tone for for the movie of that character yes, you yes. Know? i agree and i feel like it was um an interesting dynamic that it i feel like it shifts relatively quickly from seeing tommy lee jones and his old i can't remember what letter that older agent was at the very beginning scene. Yeah, I, I don't remember, remember what it is. But like to see two older guys, one clearly past his prime who can't even rescue somebody, can't pull his sidearm out, none of that sort yeah. of stuff. Like to then pivot to a young alien and a young uh, police officer in a foot chase. Yeah. In like, and I love that there's even like these other middle-aged police officers who are just like completely out of breath they're like no you'll go get him like this is fine like the and it was like it's hard to think that you could make a foot chase in a movie look cool but that was um i feel like will smith he can give a good old tom cruise a run for your money (laughs) like i want to see no pun intended (laughs) i want to see them in a running scene in a movie and he wasn't even in a police uh, uniform. He no. was like in street clothes. It just yeah. looked, it was like an orange jumpsuit and a white, yeah. like his jersey thing. It was really cool. You're right though, that opening for 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 Kay and that other agent, you know, like I still remember that too. This movie did a really good job of like making things uh, gross or yes. sweaty looking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're doing that lineup. And <laughs> I, I, I kind of found this and right, the interesting like dialogue of like they're, um, arresting aliens. Yeah. Yeah. And in this case, it's like a crossing the border and stuff like that. And Kay makes that line of like, thanks for protecting us from the aliens. Like yeah. basically saying you have no idea yes. <laughs> what we're actually up against kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, that, that guy with that's the, the, um, the actual alien and how he's all sweaty and just gross looking and yes. looks off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like they did a really good job oh, of yeah. that, of just like making you question 
and just kind of be grossed out. And then, of course, he he pulls a jack, and that's the alien holding the stick and all that. Yeah. As a kid, I never forgot that. And then rewatching it, I'm like, yeah, they whatever that department they they did a really good job. Well, there's the guy that did it. His name's Rick Baker. He's like an iconic movie makeup and prosthetics guy. Yeah. I mean, he started working. Uh, his big kind of stuff was he did Star Wars creature oh, wow. creation, and all the way up to. I mean, I think he just retired in like 2015. I think altogether, the man won 11 Oscars for movie <laughs> makeups. And one of them was this movie. He, oh, this movie well won an Oscar for movie makeup. And yeah. um, it makes sense that like, yeah, I'll give it to you. When you watch it now, when, some of the CGI, you're like, Ugh! like, but it's 1997. Like, sure. it's gonna, you know, it's gonna age. But when it shows full prosthetics and full makeup, and like you said, the gooeyness, the grossness, like yeah. the actual movie magic, um, it still holds up. It's still gross. It's still, and I give a lot of credit even too, um, not only with the movie makeup, but like, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, like, yes, uh, being a collector of movie props and movie memorabilia, you have iconic stuff like the Ghostbusters Proton Pack. You have iconic stuff like the Pulse Rifle from Alien. Like mm -hmm. all of these things that are like Han Solo's blaster, like lightsabers from Star Wars movies. But the 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 sidearms and the, the weapons in this sick. movie yeah. are so sick. <laughs> like yeah. they uh, they will always be top of my mind when it comes to an Alien movie of just full chrome full mirror finish shiny with the contrast of the black suits mm -hmm. so and then everything from the noisy cricket to this giant <laughs> obscenely huge six foot like thing oh i love it it's so cool so the movie magic in this from start to finish is i agree with you is mind-blowing i love it so much definitely immersed and definitely like the john wick scenes where he gets his guns and a mm -hmm. suit and all that and he he's shown the armory like when i i i when we rewatch movies, there are movie scenes that I remember so much that I'm like, yeah, you know, I either can miss it and remember every part of it or like I can remember every part of it, but I never want to miss it. Yeah. And that when he's seen all the guns and they pick their weapons, like you described the weapons, the, the guns so perfectly. And actually, that was one of the reasons I have a memory of getting the video game, because then you were able to use those weapons mm -hmm. and just blast down aliens. Now, the game itself, you know, wasn't some, you know, crazy, you know, triple A game. But the fact that you got to be a men about character and use a noisy cricket or use yeah. a blaster, it was awesome. It, mm -hmm. it was really cool. I, I'd be interested to know. If, I'm sure they exist, like you know, replicas or props. And you I, know. I, I've looked at them for many years now, <laughs> uh, and I haven't uh, pulled the trigger (pun intended) on any of them yet because they're they're pricey. Because like yeah. chroming, chroming stuff is really expensive. Um, but someday I do because they have the noisy cricket, they have the main pistol that they use the whole movie as well. Uh, and they have neuralizers that actually like function like the little dials that day, month, year work on it and it actually flashes. Yeah. yeah some Someday, someday I'll get them. <laughs> I refer to that as the forget me nots, but, uh, and I need a neuralizer every time I have like a whole pizza or That's 38 true. donuts. Ah, neuralizer. <laughs> I, I thought about it when I was watching this movie. It's like I, my wife and I were watching it together and I glanced over at her and I'm like, I might 
does my wife have a neuralizer? It's like, did I wake up one day and answer, like go to the front door and ask too many questions of the, about the amount of Amazon packages? Because I'll walk into a room and forget why I walked into the room. Like I, I, we talk about like our memory lapses so much on this show. I'm like, wait, am I just being zapped constantly by my loved one? Like, is that what's happening? Yeah. And that's what I love when Jay goes, have you ever zapped me before? And he's like, no, have you? No. You know, their chemistry, and they're like his his dry dialogue is just so great with Will Smith's kind of animated, you know, his dialogue. They really wrote it's so funny. We're talking about like just like a what would you say, a pop culturesque type movie? Like Oh yeah. You 100%. know, percent. But it's just so so darn good when you rewatch it. Even it's it's again it, it holds up. And another thing that holds up, we have to give, you know, some love to the music mm-hmm. um i think of another movie when we talk about music and i'm sure we'll do a whole episode on this too but like space jam mm. there are no the men in black song i mean just insanely good we actually listened played it for harper yesterday and she just immediately just started dancing you know here come the men. yeah no one wants to hear me do that but like <laughs> it's it's just so good and then it made me think of the big willie style cd and then it made me think of more nostalgia of how I remember when, and we talked about this before with music, but CDs would come in that kind of plastic case for the CD, but then it kind of extended down at the bottom so it could fit in the display. And just, I remember picking it up and like just holding it. And I, if there is a memory, like one of the memories I want to go back in, in, in time to, it's when my mom would get us stocking stuffers. And I remember just pulling out like five CDs. And it was like, oh, what do you listen to first? And Big Willie style, well, the second I saw the cover on Spotify, I was just oh, like, yeah. I'm back to being a kid again. Yeah. You know, listen to Men in Black, listen to Miami. Like, I mean, it was insane. Yeah. And and, and you have this dude who is the movie star and also yeah. the music star. Yeah. It just, it's just so He deserves a lot of credit, I think, for that. He does. Well, and he also, because the two awards that this movie won was a, an Oscar for what Rick Baker did with making everything ooey gooey and slimy. <laughs> um, and Will Smith won a Grammy for the Men in Black theme song. Like, it, it, it's amazing and well deserved in both yeah. categories. And I, I agree with you. When I was making the audio drop for the beginning of this episode and was listening to the full music video of Men in Black, it uh, there's something about Will Smith that like whether you instantly hear you're in West Philadelphia, born and like that you just instantly it comes into your brain. Um, same thing with Men in Black. Like all of his stuff, he was such an iconic as much as other rappers of that era had such an iconic sound, Will Smith, yeah. his the way he said, like rapped and the way he did his songs, you, there's no guessing who it is. You're like, that's Will Smith. Like it's yeah. it was with a hundred percent, without a doubt. And um, yeah, I remember how huge this song was. Um, I remember like him just dancing with all the other men in black, but also dancing with the alien from the beginning of the movie um, <laughs> in the music video. Um, and what's funny is when I was a kid, it's like, I always thought that the lyric of like, here come the men in black, they're all that you can remember is what I thought they said. And it's not, it's, they won't let you remember, which Uh. I didn't realize that I was, apparently I found that out just recently. (laughs) Um, uh, but it, uh, this song, you're right, is just so iconic. And I think it was. I would assume one of his first that is just like, oh, wait a second. For studios to be like, wait, we can get a guy 
that is the main guy on camera, the main actor, and he's going to do the main soundtrack. And we're going to win awards for his acting and for the, uh, like, uh, it's no wonder he was like, the, it's more than a triple threat. Like, he's just yeah. like, he was everything you could ask for at that time, like, which is so it, just mind-blowingly impressive. Like, it really is. I agree. I agree. I And one of these days, I almost played just the two of us, and I was like, Harper was sitting with me. I'm like, are we ready for this? No, I don't <laughs> think we're ready for this. You know, but it's like another moment where I'm going to, Will Smith will be now a part of her childhood. Yeah. And, you know, it will be a movie. It. W- uh, we'll, we're going to transition, I think, to talking about Edgar because of like I will not show that movie to Harper yet because it is scary. Oh, I think, yeah. You, you know, but like, dude, I think I held off on watching this again for a long time because of just how creepy Edgar is as yeah. even before he was an alien. It's true. He was, he's he was like not a great a husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's talking about the dinner and all that. And yeah. I almost, almost did that to Scout that night after I watched it, like almost used that dialogue just like as a joke. Yeah. Like, you know, because, but you know, I didn't, but I'm like, God, he's such a jerk. Like, yes. You know, um, but I do love that the end of that, because you don't even see him. It's just the outside <laughs> of the farmhouse right. and you see that UFO coming in hot. And I like that he's just like, the only thing reliable around here is my damn truck. And then the truck explodes. <laughs> like, it was so good. But he, uh, yeah, I think even doesn't Will Smith at one point when they go to the farmhouse to talk to the wife after the Edgar suit scene happens, that he picks up a photo and goes, this is how ugly the dude was before the alien <laughs> like took him. Like it was, yeah, he so clearly was a horrible husband yeah. and then became this horrible villain alien. Um, but again, Vince, uh, he, I feel like he should have won something for this yeah. movie. Like he, he channeled, like I said, like uh, to be able to be, get this guidance of an alien jammed into a human body and somehow he did it phenomenally. And now when you even watch the movie as an adult, you realize he's decomposing as the movie goes on too. So he gets grosser yeah. and like slimier and yeah and like again rick yeah. baker knocking it out of the park that it's just like oh yeah this is just a skin suit it's an edgar suit <laughs> you know like it's gonna get grosser like not they... turkey skin paul relax yourself <laughs> don't get too excited <laughs> um but yeah it um you're right that that'll be interesting to figure out the timing of when would that be too because i i mean this is 97 so i was 12 so that's a it's a that's a bearable time to show that to a kid at that age but yeah, it does seem like if you're under the age of, I don't know, like eight, nine, that those scenes of the aliens and even the alien at the beginning and how he charges the the state highway patrol or the border agent and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. There's a lot of scary moments like that that um yeah, it'd be interesting to figure out when you're gonna find that sweet spot for Harper to be able to see it. Yeah, I'd have to ask my mom when I watched when I when I watched it as a kid, because yeah, watching it now, I'm like, oof, this has got some like that is the the a lot of scary scary moments. Even when Edgar pulls his his skin back, I'm like is this better? Yeah. You know. <laughs> but another scene is the cockroaches. That that still terrifies me. And yeah. and and you know, uh, I just think that that would scare her much like it did our buddy Steve. He he gave us a memory as well. He says he has three memories that associate with this movie. One, I wish I had a noisy cricket because it's tiny and lethal. <laughs> I think we would agree now. I still am envious of like the other pistol. Oh, like, for sure. You yeah. know, 
But as someone being who uh, he says vertically challenged, I gravitate to uh, to that. So he's talking about just being tiny and lethal. And then the memory zapper, who doesn't want one of those, which we would all agree. Um, there's plenty of things in my life that I would like to eliminate from people's memories. And then <laughs> <laughs> my biggest memory, I like how he'd use that to not... Yeah, he'd use it for other people to f- make them forget things. But my biggest memory is the soundtrack to the movie and the Men in Black song being amazing. And then this is what made me think of this. He added, my disgust with the cockroaches intensified after that movie. Mm. And I think of that where he's um, goes to the morgue. Uh, yeah, no, not the morgue. Am I saying that right? The Where they do the body... Um, where the, the gal works. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, he puts his hands on the counter mm-hmm. and out come those, those cockroaches like that. And it's like, I think of like the mummy where those bugs get under the skin yeah, the and, scarabs, yeah. and you know, other things like that. But this is like legit. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, were those real? Gosh, I don't even know. I like, think they were. I think they did ugh. use real cockroaches in this. And I feel like there's even the scene prior when he kills both of the aliens that are being piloted by the the little guys, like, yeah. and then he hands them their food. Their food, yeah. And like, it, you have like five or six cockroaches dump out under their plate. Like, oh god, I think I'd instantly pass out if I was at a restaurant and a server had a sleeve full of cockroaches. Like, that's so disgusting. Oh, it's horrible. And they oh. immediately recognize, you know, they switch to their alien voice, like, oh, you can yeah. kill us, but you'll never get the, uh, the you know, the galaxy stuff. But yeah, I agree. Like, uh, any anytime... See, that's why I think I withheld watching that movie because anytime now I think of a plate of food or it being put down, yeah. I think of that that scene and I'm like, yes. oh, that, ru- that ruins it all. But I, it's such... Uh, just a good element of his character because he's a bug. And mm-hmm. I remember in that scene when he's smashing the flies and he's like, don't do that, yeah. you know? And yeah. he's just so, they just did that so well that it was another memory that I remember as a kid watching that. It's like watching it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy how this movie had, man, maybe it's because we watched it a lot, but it it, uh, it burned a lot of scenes into our brain. It did. Um, on yeah. both sides, not just Will Smith, but I think that shows how good, the character was as a villain. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how he, he, he kind of single-handedly, you know, did yeah. that. But yeah. Well, and it's impressive that it took until what, like maybe the final 10 minutes of the movie, maybe even less that you didn't see the true alien form, the two story cockroach version. Right. Um, and it's nuts to think that Vincent D'Onofrio can carry the whole movie as this creepy villain, as just a decomposing dude with sagging skin, <laughs> Who has like locked out like leg day knees. Like it's just, it's impressive that like he was able to be so scary and not funny. Like right. that there, I feel like that was a fine line. If, if the wrong actor did the same mannerisms, it would seem goofy and like not take Jim scary. Carrey. Like Jim yeah. Carrey would have made that hilarious. Now there's one scene though that was funny when you watch it back. So it's after he's, he's, done that crazy knife move to those oh, two yeah. guys in the restaurant, the neck and all that. And, uh, and then he's le- he's leaving the restaurant trying to be normal. And he does something with his arms, like, like almost like a Jerry Maguire, like it's all good. You yeah, know, I'm yeah. okay. And I just, that was the only probably comical moment he had. It is hilarious. Just how he's trying to save face, I guess. Right. Yes. But yeah, everything else, he's bashing the the thing he he stole as he's in the car. Um, he, he's just a really, really good villain. Um, 
and I think like we talked about this, the the special effects they we we say that before yeah there are some cgi moments that you're like oh okay that didn't age well but on most of this movie it's like they really spared no expense they yeah dress park they they put a lot into it now with with him the actor vincent d'onofrio he kind of has this to me a george clooney effect in the sense of he actually looks like better now like he oh, aged yeah, he really well yeah, yeah for being in this movie in 1997 where in this movie before an alien he was kind of older and yeah uh, older looking yeah yeah and he, you know you watch him in kingpin you watch him in jurassic world you watch him other stuff it's like how is that the same dude yeah it is weird it's very weird that he um yeah he seems to have gotten better as the time has gone on because yeah you see him for maybe i would think a five second scene before he turns into the loose skinned version when he walks out to his truck and sees it like, and then he, I think he even says, uh, it tells him to put the weapon down. He's like, you can take it from my cold den hands. And I think he's just like, your request is approved. It's something, yeah. but he's like, yeah. your request is approved. And yanks him into the hole. Yeah. I think, um, when we think about the rest of like the movie is uh, we got to talk about the training <laughs> scene. Okay. Now I, yeah. I talked about how it's one of my, my favorite moments. And again, this is the one where I was like, I cannot miss this scene. Yeah. You know, put your phone down, watch this part. Everyone stop what you're doing kind of thing, because it's so great. You get that militant guy who's like a military guy who's like, we're here to be the best of the best. Blah, blah, blah. And Will Smith just laughs. He's like, this guy has no idea. Yeah. And then, you know, every, ha- everyone, whoever had taken, and this is everyone listening, took a standardized test. Mm-hmm has this fear, right? Of <laughs> uh, the pencil or ripping something. And if you ripped your scan Scantron, gosh, Ooh. we do an episode just on that. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're like, your life was over, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh, or if you messed up one little bubble or if your pencil broke, but I loved just how he tries to rip the pe- the the pencil out of the, of the little booklet. But then of course he moves that table over and it makes the loudest noise ever. But I'm like, that's what, that's the move. Yeah. And he even offers it. It's like, anyone else want in on this? And like, you know, they're all like, oh, we're too good for that. It's like, that right there is why he should be hired. Oh, for sure. When, yeah. when, when practical or functional elements are, are in the room, use them. I know it's like, now young David, you know, didn't know about that in that sense. But like, now like, that's what everyone's, no wonder why he was picked. And then, but then of course, you know, the, 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 the the shooting practice Mm -hmm. and how, I'm just smiling. I'm grinning because his answer of to why he did not shoot any other aliens is just so perfect. And why he took down the girl carrying the, the, what was it? Uh, quantum physics. Quantum physics. It, yeah. uh, why is she in the, in the hood at five in the morning with those? Yeah. She's fine. You know, I mean, it's just, and he goes, or do I owe her an apology? I mean, you know, I butchered all that. Cause you got to go back and watch it for yourself. Cause it's just so good. But I mean, I just love that scene. What was really cool was though the the um how lighting and how the strobe lights kind of made it look yeah super intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was another one burned right in my brain of like yes, this, this is a scene I could just I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah, but I I loved I loved that moment. Yeah, it uh it's interesting when you think about it because when I was a kid it it went over my head, but now when you watch it as an adult, you do realize that like all. Like, um, what is it? Uh, Zed is the main guy, Rip Torn, like the the actual guy administering the test. 
And then you have um, Kay kind of looking from a distance at different scenes and stuff like that. But it really is. They know what uh, they're all branches of the military. I think he's the only one that's a police officer that's not in military attire in the whole thing. They clearly know physically what all these dudes are capable of. So you realize now as an adult, this is solely a psychological exam that's happening. Like there is nothing physically that's happening whatsoever. It's trying to see... Yeah, do you problem solve? Do you pull the table over? Like, because even I, I didn't realize it now until I was older in the most recent rewatch that they do, the camera does show the other military officers, like one guy po- pokes a hole through his test. So they're even, they're messing up as well. They're not problem solving things. Um, and that, that scene alone has made me want to own one of those egg chairs. Yeah. Like yeah. there it's so I I love that they put them in the most impractical test taking chair to <laughs> to administer that. Like I thought that that was so cool. Um and it's just it even made me think that now watching it as an adult uh, another great movie with Rip Torn in it. I would love to see a editing cut between the two where when he says, all right, folks, we have one more test. And then it cuts to Patches O'Houlihan and saying, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> that <laughs> like, would be, that would yes. have been the, the great final test. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, and I've, I thought of you actually, because I think you had, had got an eye up you had an eye appointment not too long ago, but yeah, he goes an eye test. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just when you watch it as an adult, all those little signs of how they kept the agency. Yeah. Undercover. Right. Um, you know, and, and how, you know, even the civilians, uh, the cops and all that, the, the poor, I cannot remember her name, but the, the woman who works in the morgue, how she's, you know, neuralized multiple (laughs) times and you finally do get like um ethical maybe with will smith bringing it up like how many what do you have worried about like long-term effects how many times have you done this have you done it to me i think of um a really great movie um uh magician movie gosh i'm blanking on the name now but it's got hugh jackman in it but he yeah, prestige. Yeah. You know, he creates himself, and there's those. Well, is it real? Is it? We're just doing it. It's they're right. not gonna. It's gonna have no no harm. But like, I think you need a longitudinal study to really know. But oh, for sure. This is adult David, right? Yeah, <laughs> young David's like just neuralize everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like don't stare into the sun. Immediately looks at the sun. You know, Luke Skywalker gets a lightsaber. Immediately points it at his face. Like right. young David would have been just sitting there over and over. How many times could I do it? You know, but um, well, and such a cool. I think it's one of the cool things of any sci-fi movie. Like that's such a cool feature. That whole that whole neuralizer. And the fact that it's like that is the crucial thing for the entirety of the Men in Black agency. It's like if they didn't have that, everybody would know. And that's what's kind of a cool thing about this as well, is I had no idea that the Men in Black movies are based on a comic book series. Very short-lived from 1990 to 91. It was only a six-issue comic book series. And apparently, kind of similar to how Ninja Turtles is, is Ninja Turtles comic books so much darker than the live action movies and the, the cartoons, especially um, same with men in black. Apparently the men in black comic book series, there wasn't an neuralizer when people witnessed the aliens, they were killed by the men in black agents. Oh, well, that's, I guess <laughs> Imagine how much darker this movie would have yeah. been. <laughs> that's more ethically 
problematic yeah for yeah. sure uh the, it reminded me though just in the another movie you and i love it's beloved right but i think of doc maybe doc brown needed a, a neuralizer he had yeah. his own whale where he would look into this and then the jennifer falls asleep and marty's like what are you doc <laughs> she'll be fine she'll be fine she'll wake up as a completely different woman in the second movie but she'll be fine <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. So another thing that really stood out with me, because it really, as a young kid, validated, I think, a lot of young kids' like thoughts, right? Okay, he, he gets obviously accepted and becomes the uh, Men in Black agent. And you get, and I, I, I didn't freeze frame it, and I, I wanted to write them all down, maybe you did, but you get that whole television of who's an alien. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the just still iconic because we all had that thought of like, oh, my teacher's an alien. Right. Oh, my so-and-so I know is an alien. They're so, you know, and you've got like Sl Sylvester Stallone's yeah, on there. Right in the middle. You know, yeah. And of course, his own teacher. But it's, it's that validation of like, yeah, mm -hmm. you were right. She really was an alien. And I think when we all saw that in the, in, in either, you know, on theater or whatever, it's like... Wow, maybe my teacher really is an alien. <laughs> now, did you by chance happen to catch who else was on screen? There is a handful of them that I saw. That there's Al Roker was yep. also in the middle. Um, Steven Spielberg, I think, was in the upper left of <laughs> yeah. it, which I thought was great. I think maybe Tony Robbins, the motivational speaker, I think he was in the upper middle. Um, I couldn't, there was a little kid that I could not recognize. Um, Another one was George Lucas, which I yes, loved. George Lucas was off to the right. It's like <laughs> yeah. that's class. I that's mean, Star so Wars. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that was phenomenal for them to add that in there. Um, and I could not a hundred percent tell, but I thought in the bottom middle it looked a lot like Danny DeVito. It did, uh, yeah. But I couldn't quite confirm if it was him or not. But yeah, I wonder why Sly gets these. I wonder how he feels about things like that. Cause it's not Arnold. No, it's Sly. And then of course, in last action hero Sly's Terminator in the movie poster, but he's right. always I just see him more getting those kind of like, um, jokes. Right. I yes. wonder if Sly has to sign off on that or what? I don't know. Yeah, I just I'm always sure. find it charming, but, uh -huh. but I thought they did a, a really good job of like making the universe. Uh, the civilian and alien universe lived in, if that yeah. makes sense, like really yeah. blended in well. And it made it believable that there's a reason men in black, the agency exists mm -hmm. um, by having everyday things happen like, like um, a, a traffic stop right. or them having a meal. You know, mm -hmm. I thought that was, that was really cool. It just made it really more believable. Yeah, I agree. Cause I feel like there was even a brief scene. I think it's when uh, Will Smith first shows up kind of like for his, first day at the men in black agency that he walks past like a line of people who had just arrived. Like, so it was kind of like a, yeah. like a TSA checkpoint sort of thing where you see all these different aliens and the different worlds that you're like, Oh, okay. This is like a hub for the, like the, the whole intergalactic community. So the way yeah. that you put it was a great way to put it of like making it feel lived in. That's a, that's a great way to put it, I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. They had to sell us on that. Like, I think of Total Recall, and I think they did a good job too. And I do, but like, we know Star Wars is its own 
it's it's not Earth, right? Right. And, and I just thought, like, wow, the aliens, you know, maybe I'm looking around like, the, or like that guy, it's a me, alien science. But yeah. like, it, it, they, they, they really made us believe that it could be around us. And yeah, I, I just thought that that was really cool. I, I think, you know, when I think of some of the other scenes about, um, the, the just kind of the morgue or the, going back and visiting her and some of the, some of the more intense moments and all that. I think they really built though to that final final battle mm-hmm. and we see Kay kind of I never it's I rewatch it now I'm like he's got to go back in and get his gun and the way that kind of all unfolds. Like I thought for me the battle was cool but I could totally watch just Kay and Jay read the newspaper oh for sure yeah and just talk to each other right you know what yeah. i mean right i think that really speaks volumes to just their chemistry but i i think i do think that final battle was pretty cool now i'm bringing this up i wonder if uh, you know we kind of talked about this before but i pretty much stopped after the first men in black mm-hmm. now we talk about nostalgia and we talk about what's kind of current here and there now Men in Black 2, I need to go back and rewatch. Men in Black 3, I didn't see, but you you liked it. And then, of course, they remade it. Chris Hemsworth and all this and that. Mm-hmm. My question to you, knowing what we've talked about and knowing where these actors stand now, Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, would you want <clears throat> Men in Black 4? Mm. But... A multiverse, like can't just like a new timeline. Is that something you think would still work? I think it would. I was hoping that that's what would happen with the Chris Hemsworth and was it Tessa Thompson? I think was his sidekick in it. Like I was hoping that that's what they were gonna do, and they didn't do it. Like because it, uh, it was supposed. To, I think the title of it was Men in Black International. Um, and, but I don't know why, I I don't know. I feel like sometimes when you, uh, just don't go back to the original formula that worked and you try to do something goofy and over the top, it's why it did bad. Um, but I don't know, like I would love to see Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones in that, like you said, reading the newspaper, it's like, I, I'll watch them as many times as they come on my screen. Um, but I do feel like in the third one, they have this kind of time traveling and there's more meaning to it in the third one. Um, but I would, I don't know. I'd love to see, I, I think it's one of those series that men in black, you can do over and over and over again, because it is a giant, there's gotta be thousands of agents that are doing this and that you could do these offshoots of two different partners and two different hijinks and fighting a whole different, type of alien creature and stuff. Um, like I feel like you could probably pull off a really good Disney plus TV series. Sure. Where every single episode they're fighting a new creature. Like that would be very cool. Um, and to see maybe two younger recruits being mentored by an older recruit and they're the main characters that could be kind of neat as well. And this kind of gets me in the territory too of like, I like to look up different movie facts about the episodes before we do them. And did you know that there were two other actors who turned down these roles before really? Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith got them? And one of them will be an interesting battle for David here. Oh, because, 
you got Will Smith and you've gushed over this man so much that he won't slap you. Uh, <laughs> that, so clearly, young David and old David loves Will Smith. But Chris O'Donnell oh, turned down the role first. And this is not a lie. This just When I saw it online, I was just like, holy smokes, this is amazing. <laughs> like, I need to present this to David. Did you? Chris, was it on Wikipedia? It's me <laughs> typing as you're reading it. <laughs> like a Google Doc. Edited <laughs> by David. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> and Hayden Christensen was a uh, big... He wasn't even alive. <laughs> Replace Neuralizer with Lightsaber. Uh, I was like, oh, light, I see what's going tube. on here. <laughs> light tube. Um, but the... Uh, I mean, apparently Chris O'Donnell said that he turned it down because he was afraid it was too similar to the the Robin role that he just played. Like, uh, which I I don't see the similarity. Uh. <laughs> like, yeah, but like, did he, he neuralize himself? Is there? Did he forget the Robin role he played? <laughs> well, because you have imagined, like, would you have wanted to see a Chris O'Donnell in this sort of role? Hmm. I'll, I hope he's not listening. Uh, no, I sense I, some besmirching coming. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think um, I think the universe has its way of playing out. I think it was a Wayne's brother that was going to be Robin, but he turned it down, or I don't know how that worked out. And then uh, you know, I don't know how Chris O'Donnell found his way to being Robin. I'm I'm so glad that it was Will Smith and and Tommy Lee Jones because I don't think it gets better than those two but who was the other actor this one's intriguing because I feel okay. like it could have been good as well which is hard to think with like who could replace Tommy Lee Jones Clint Eastwood Clint Eastwood turned down yeah. the role and I was like oh, I could to have totally seen him yeah at that time because he was he's followed kind of the same career trajectory as Tommy Lee Jones as like grumpy stoic dude like right. and um I could have seen Clint pulling this off pretty well but I do feel like Tommy still I don't know Tommy I feel like had a little bit of an extra chemistry in there and I'm glad that Clint turned it down yeah, I think if I thought of Kay broken into three people, the young version was, as you said, James Brolin in the Men in Black 3 through the time traveling. It's a younger version of himself. I think that's a great pick for young Kay. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, middle-aged Kay, great Tommy Lee Jones. I, 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 if Clint was now uh, Kay mm -hmm. as old, the old man, man, yeah. old, 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 old man, um, that would be – I totally love it. But, yeah, I'm glad it's uh, – if Clint was K then, he'd be scarier to me than Edgar. Yeah, he was. <laughs> you know what at I that mean? Time. Yeah, because even Tommy Lee was scary at times. Just yeah. gruff, like right. You know, um, <laughs> but Cl you're right. Clint in the t at that time in the '90s, he was still doing kind of like action movies. He did like in the Line of Fire, where he was a Secret Service agent. Um, he did. He still was pulling off being an intense older guy. So yeah, that would have. It would, you're right. It would have changed the intensity level of it. And I don't know if he could have done the humor with Will Smith. I don't know if he yeah. could have pulled it off. Um, but I could see him if they did, and like you said, if they did a new show or a new a movie, I could see him being even a Zed, like the main dude, yeah. like the old leader of the group. That could be pretty cool.
Yeah, I would love to see that. I wonder if um, Tommy Lee had any issues with filming with Will Smith. I think it's very publicly known now that him and uh, uh, Jim Carrey did not get along. No, Jim Carrey just had played, played too many jokes. wasn't serious. Yeah. And, you know, and I was. I wonder if Will Smith and him ever ran into any issues like that. Um, I do feel like Will Smith. Well, I don't know. I don't know these people in real life, so I don't know. But I feel like. Um, he has a maybe a better way of turning it on and off. Yeah, uh, I can see that. yeah, you know. But I would love. I think you said it perfectly. I would love to be back in this world in a episodic way, where where we do get the the Men in Black agency hub, and we get a larger villain, almost like the Power Rangers, like a main core, but then mo- uh, aliens in mm-hmm. each episode, a different one, a new one, a different weapon, a yeah. different. Um, skill i think they could really build on this and i don't think it has to be will smith each time i think we could really explore the the universe of agents but not in a not in movie length chunks like you said smaller i think that'd be really engaging and i could see even if you got some good comedic actors in there to where they were kind of like go to um snitches or police informants yeah that are like and men in black informants that were neuralized every single episode like <laughs> and were just really good comedic actors it would be hilarious to see in an episodic tv show like i would so love funny. if bill burr was a a man <laughs> yeah. in black wouldn't that be just <laughs> that would be great you know i and i think shows have really you know we're kind of going into non-nostalgia but i do think shows do like the Mandalorian, like shows are able to bring in some of these side oh, characters sure. yeah. that could leave lasting, lasting memories on someone. I think the men in black, uh, a world could exist now and it, it would be, it would be awesome. You know, I mean, that's, that's a good point when you think about it. Like you could men in black could easily pivot to darker or funnier. Like yeah. you could do Men in Black, where the two main agents are Bill Burr and some other comedian. <laughs> Can you look at this guy? Like, it's just have this like Boston accent. It's like, Can you believe this? Like, it would just be like so funny. Like, it would be fantastic. I I feel like we need to get in contact with Bill Burr's people. <laughs> I agree. Now, my homework is going to be to rebrush on my nostalgia. I am going to go back and and watch Men in Black two. Uh, and three. I don't know if I'm going to do international. I might, but I do have to say as someone who loves uh, rides, I had a memory of riding the men in black ride as a kid at universal. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's why we talk about this movie and the way we have, it's got to the staying power of wanting you to be back in that world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty amazing. And I just remember getting to be in the game and writing, uh, and writing that ride and, and playing the video game. It, it is definitely a fun and wholesome world. Now I will, I will end with saying this, that, uh, you can, you can be whimsical. Now, if you didn't like this though, use a neuralizer and then just be ready for our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do. The final thing that I have for a question for you, David, is that there actually is, um, uh, there actually are conspiracy theories that the men in black are real, that there's a real age that essentially when something fishy happens and people come in suits, that's who it is. Like the, these are the people. And there's actually a story that is supposedly a real account because there's like, you can look it up on YouTube. There's like an interview of it 
of none other than Dan Aykroyd, one of the OG Ghostbusters himself. Oh, like boy. this guy, he's he's really like he does a lot of conspiracy theory stuff behind the scenes, but mainly around like UFOs and like the Bigfoot ghosts stuff like that. I think it's part of his shtick, but he's really good at convincing you otherwise. But apparently, he of many years back was signed on for a full show, a documentary show on Sci-Fi Network on the chan- Sci-Fi Channel. And while he was filming it, he took a break from the studio he was filming in in New York City, went out to the city streets and was taking a cigarette break and saw two guys in black suits with black Ray-Ban sunglasses in a black Ford sedan eyeballing him in a busy New York City street. He looked away for a second, and when he looked back, they were gone. Within (laughs) two hours of going back into his studio, his show about UFOs and revealing UFOs was canceled by the sci-fi channel and this is a fact so <laughs> do you believe that the men in black are real because dan Aykroyd says so <laughs> no those same two people then were at my house selling telling me about the mormon temple and stuff like that so no i don't believe it <laughs> that makes much more sense man why didn't you just jump to that conclusion <laughs> Yeah, this was a fun episode. I really enjoyed it. And be sure to, um, if anybody comes to ask you questions and points this little flashy chrome thing at you, just close your eyes. Like, don't look at it. Don't look into the light. That's <laughs> what we need. In 2023, don't look into the light. Actually, if you want to forget the last couple of years, I maybe think look maybe we the should light. all get neuralized now that I think about you it. You pivoted real fast. <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe I, look into the uh, light. <laughs> what? What was that? <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And until the next time you see us or hear us, be sure to live your life with just a little bit of whimsy. We'll see you guys later. Thank you for tuning in to Bygone Geek. Please rate and review our podcast and follow us on Instagram at Bygone Geek. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. 